Greetings, ministers. Welcome back to Her Dark Ministrations. The last time we saw our ministers, they were splitting up to enact their plan to save the children of Black Cove. Arsene went with Lajon Melody to repair one of the sunken boats. Eclipse and Sophia have gone to gather the children. And Joseph Moses Hurst is face to face with his nemesis, fellow journalist Lois Lamore of Ambrosia. Let's get started. Okay. So, out of character, I will let you guys know, at this point, there's a clock that is ticking. I gave you guys an hour to plan, I was being very kind, but as of now, you have a basically a new stress track that is just for time. So whenever you make a roll and take stress, either with a partial failure or with a, a complete failure, I can choose to inflict stress on your time rather than on you. Oh no. Oh. I will tell you right now that the time track has eight slots in it. You don't know what's going to happen when it fills. Ruh row. Well, the, the elf here are going to get there is what's going to happen. <laughs> you guys are going to start with one hour filled on your shared stress track. And we are going to cut to the church where Lois has just entered the the building. She slammed the door shut behind her. It is just you and her in here. And she says, well, hello, you familiar utter bastard. What exactly are you doing here? I could ask you the same thing, but I think the answer for both of us is the same. Getting a story. I think the more interesting question is, how did you know to come here? Well, I could toss that question right back at you, but for the sake of professionalism, I'll put that question aside. What interest has the Daily Torch in... The three priestesses, you were closeted in here with them for a very long time. And may I be added with some very colorful friends? Well, as you might know, we generally do more PR pieces here. And if we have any hope of, well, let's just say we don't know where these priestesses are going to end up. And... Whatever interview we can get with them before they end up where they end up is going to be very, very spicy. Now, I would say the same thing, but here I came to Black Cove thinking I would know where everyone was going to end up. Do you have plans on interfering in the story? I don't have any plans, but from what I can hear, they do. So I do want you to make a deceive, and this is going to be low society, we'll say. Hell yeah. Three dice. Seven. Okay, which is a success with stress. But I am going to give you a d6 of... Mm, let's call it mind stress. Alright, I'm ready to go insane. And that's going to be two. Okay. So what are you at as far as stress goes? I think I had like one in shadow and two in reputation. I've got you with three in mind and four in reputation. Okay. Well, this might be my stress 
trackers from the original campaign that Winter showed up in. This might not be the most up-to-date one. I've got you up here, so I'm going to just go ahead and give you that extra mind stress. And then I'm going to check for fallout. So we are going to count that as five. I, you want me to roll under five? I rolled a seven. So you're fine. Okay, cool. Hold them in there. So I just lean in and say, I feel like you know that these priestesses are not blind to the movements going on around them. They're not stupid. And the little that they have heard about the outside world is not particularly bright. Well, it's certainly not a sunny future for them. No, no, it's not. Now, here's the thing, my dear, dear friend. You've got the interview that I need, and we both know the deadlines are pretty tight on this one. (laughs) So, let's make a deal. You don't publish this interview, or you write another story. Write about how the the town is suffering, uh, write about how uh, happy everyone is to rejoin the spire. Write another story. You know you should leave the priests to me anyway. And in return, I'll offer you a favor. Oh, what sort of favor do you have in mind? I'll forget you and your very colorful friends were here. Mm, But if I'm already writing a story, won't they know that I'm here? Well, that's kind of up to your talent as much as you have. (sighs) Here's my thought. I'll give you my notes. Hell, I'll even try and get you an interview with these priestesses, or at least one of them, before we go. Is there a particular one you have a preference for? She kind of, she starts to say something and she stops and narrows her eyes and says, I can get my own interviews, thank you very much. All right, I'm sure you can. But uh, my request is, if you want, I get you a all-exclusive interview with whichever priestess you choose. I give you all of my notes from my previous discussion. And all I need from you is to say that there was one priestess here. Well, that is going to be pretty difficult, considering I'm going to be interviewing one of the ones who's going to disappear. Well, in that case, I wish you luck getting your interview. And Hurst turns around and goes to step out of the church. You have to walk past her in order to step out. She's still standing about ten feet away from the doors. Okay, yeah. She steps as if to stop you, and then thinks better of it and lets you go and just turns and kind of stares at your back. She'll make more trouble later. As I'm closing the door, did you even see where they went? Slam. Okay, we are going to cut to Arsene and Melanie. So we were going to build a boat. Well, yes, you were going to repair a boat that was currently non-functional. You don't have time to build a boat from scratch. So Melanie takes you to the kind of residential area of Black Cove. And out on the outskirts of town, there is kind of a boat graveyard, frankly. This used to be a fishing community. 
And there are all of these other gondolas that are in various stages of decay. All of them have holes in them. Some of them you can just see like the prow poking out of the murky water. Some of them you can just see the long curved sides as they have partially capsized. None of them are looking in great shape. Jesus. Yeah, Melanie kind of folds her hands into her robe and says, It was um, a rough time. And, well, the boats closest to the edge were probably sabotaged. There was um, a, a portion of town that our population did not wish to explore, as it were. Uh, you'll have to be very careful. And she points out a oily patch on the water and you look closer and you can kind of see the dark, like black iridescent leaves of some kind of algae. And she says, that's, um, that's the blackweed. It's, it's extremely toxic. Okay. Well, probably don't want to touch that. Yes, please don't. Remind me how many of these boats we needed. You need at least one to take all the children out in one go. You have two functional boats and 15 kids. So between the, like, five of you, well, six counting, or yeah, five of you counting Phineas and Zyrell's armor is going to count as an extra person, you really need another boat. You can make two trips, like you send one of the already functional boats back to take the last few kids out, but that would, um put some stress on the time track it sure would well i'm gonna start kind of approaching the water staying away from the black algae that was pointed out and try to see if i can find a boat that is in the sweet spot between like not sabotage but not too rotten so you want to make an investigation and low society check for me. Okay, well, I have one of those things. All right, so we got two. Oh, no. <laughs> Four. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, I do I want to inflict stress? Mm, not yet. I'm going to allow you this. And I'm going to inflict blood stress on you. It's a D6 of blood stress. Okay. So take two. And you do not suffer fallout. Well, I guess I'll roll because you have one counting towards fallout now. It could be bad. I rolled a three. You're fine. Okay. So you let your boot slip into the water. You start venturing out further into the boat graveyard and you're like hopping from boat to boat to try and find the one that is going to be fixable. And your foot slips and some of that black algae gets on your pants. You manage to shake it off and clean it on the side of the boat with a piece of rotten siding. But before you do, you already can feel the caustic acidity of it start to eat into your skin. There is a small hole in your pants now. Your leather boot is ruined, but you are not dangerously harmed by it. Shit, fuck. That stuff, that stuff's serious business. Ow. 
Yeah, from over on the still walk at the edge of town, the Lajon says, uh, yes, that's the reason we were trapped here for a hundred years. Yeah, I can see that now. Arson's just gonna pick a boat that's like two boats away from where the black moss was and just go like, this one's good enough and drag you back up onto the shore. Yep. Because you rolled a four, you don't succeed in finding the perfect boat, but the one you pick, I will say it's half of a boat. About three quarters of it have been eaten away by this acidic moss and just the being immersed in swamp water for a hundred years. So you have the front half of a boat now and uh, you drag it back onto shore or onto the stilt walk that makes up this entire town. And the Lajan kind of looks at it and looks at you and says, I don't know if I have the wood to uh, make a, a whole other boat out of this. Um, oh, you know what? Okay, Arsene's gonna play this like they absolutely know what they're doing and say like, oh, well, you know, we'll just find one that has the back half and we'll just Mm -hmm. nail the two halves together. Mm -hmm. That's how that works. (laughs) That's how, that's totally how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't think you need to roll for this. The Lashan looks worried, but a little relieved that at least you have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go ahead and cut to Zyrell, and is Zyrell, is anyone with you? You were just out looking for Phineas, right? Right, yes. So I'm just out trying to look for Phineas. It's like, Phineas! Phineas! Just shouting his name. like. A- yeah, although the party is getting a, a little bit ra- loud, a little bit more rowdy. The night is is moving on. The town is small enough that you go around shouting for a couple of minutes, and soon enough, Phineas shows up. He doesn't have the backpack anymore. He's taken off his shirt and is happily dancing with about three or four other drow his own age. They're old enough to be... Actually, they would be a little bit older than him because the teenagers are kind of all squirreled away right now. So they're like in their 20s. And just he's just having a great time showing them the uh, quote-unquote modern moves, of which he does not actually know very many. But the few dance moves he does know, he's showing off with extreme enthusiasm. Uh, I, I'm going to say he's doing the worm. That's his signature move. Oh, shit. And he pops up off of the ground, like waving at you frantically with both arms. And then he says, hey, 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 how's it going? Hey, uh, did you do your thing? I'm having a great time. I'm so glad you brought me. It's a great party. Hi, I'm having a great time. Uh, how much How much sugar did you eat? Oh, I don't think it, like the cakes weren't very sweet, but I think like, uh, oh shit, I got you. He pulls out a very crumbly, he was putting it in his pocket. So it's covered in lint, but he has one of these little cakes that they were handing out earlier and he offers it to you and he says, it's, it's not very sweet though. I think you would like it a lot. Yeah, I got one for you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take it and... Okay. Okay, we're gonna put my hands on his shoulder and be like, okay, where's your shirt? About at this time, Joseph Moses Hurst walks over with a shirt covering his head. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's incredible that you managed to get that shirt flung at you after you. That means he took his shirt off like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Incredible. <laughs> yes. As I closed the door, thinking I was being real coy with Miss Lois, I just immediately get hit in the back of the head with a noticeably soggy shirt. Yep. <laughs> he looks at Cyril and is like, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know. Uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Was that a bad idea? Did I, was, was it a bad idea? Please. Anyway. Okay. I still think I like him like this more than I like him hungover. You have not seen me hungover yet, buddy. Just you wait. Just you, Jay, you have not, you have seen, you ain't seen nothing yet. He drank like 30 beers. He's not hungover yet. <laughs> Joseph is just sort of going to press this soggy, smelly shirt back into Phineas's arms and keep walking through the crowd. Phineas looks at it and looks up at Cyril kind of sadly. He's like, do I have, do I really, I don't really want to put this back okay. on right now. Uh it's kind of gross. Okay, where's your armor? Where's Where are the supplies? He kind of looks at you and is like, I don't have any armor. That's, I mean, you're wearing yours, right? He actually does a little circle around you to make sure that all of your armor is in place and everything. He's like, oh, did you get hit? Your armor's a little bit out of place. And he like fixes it back up for you. <laughs> Fine, at least put your shirt on. We can wash it later. Oh. I know. He does indeed <laughs> put his shirt on. It's like, where are we going? What's What's up? We're headed out. We gotta collect some kids, and I want you to be in charge of them. Uh. You're going to supervise. I know you're not used to this. Uh. Uh. I don't think this is in my job description. I'm gonna be with you the entire time. Okay. And one of the other kids that, he, or the young adults that he was dancing with, are like, wait, you're headed out? I mean, you just got here, right? You guys are gonna stay for the whole party, right? And Phineas is like, I mean, maybe. Hope. Hopefully. Sorry, kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll see you later, okay, guys? And he kind of waves sadly, and one of the other kids is kind of looking funny at you, Zyrell. Go ahead and make a deceive and low society check for me. Uh, okay. Uh, two dice. Uh, that's an eight. Okay, complete success. They say... What did you say? Something about kids? And Phineas interrupts that kind of line of questioning with a, a very rush, like, goodbye, 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 goodbye. And they don't manage to pick the question back up again before you have both extricated yourself from that conversation. All right. So, Joseph, where are you headed, actually? So I'm looking for uh, the... So we met three priestesses, right? The head priestess, right? Um, and then what were the, uh, facets of the other two priestesses? Because I can't quite remember from last session. So Mimet and Sophia are the priestesses of the Dark Moon and the Blood Moon, respectively. Okay. And those two are the kids that you are also getting out. And the Blood Moon was the more sort of, like, violent war style one, right? Yes. Sophia is a priestess of Our Lady of Fury. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and meet back up with the priestesses. Okay. Now you do know that they went with Eclipse to gather the children, so you can meet up with them no problem. And I think Dyrell and Phineas are pretty much right behind you. So I will have everybody convene at this school, which has two different entrances. There is an entrance that leads into the square with the double doors that is currently closed. And there is a side entrance, which is where Sophia takes you around to. 
And that one is a little bit more hidden. It's between a couple of different buildings and not visible from the square where everyone is partying right now. Everyone meets up there except Jamie, who's currently doing boat Frankenstein things. Yep. Okay, we'll do a scene with Eclipse and the, the two priestesses getting into the school first. And then a couple minutes later, everybody else can show up. So there are 15 kids in here, raging in age from 16, which is about what Mimet and Sophia are, to a, a toddler who must have like just come out of an egg, who is sleeping on someone else's shoulder already. And they kind of look up and look at you, and one of them pipes up and says, Lajan told us to meet you here. Can we go back to the party now? There was going to be cake. And they all start saying, cake, 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 cake. <laughs> They're not looking very organized. And Sophia is trying to calm them down. But this is clearly like not her jam. And she's like, no, no, sh sh shut up, shut up. <laughs> None of them are listening to her. Now, now, Sophia, perhaps we can send somebody to find some C-A-K-E for that. One of the slightly older children, around 10 or 12, looks over at you, Eclipse, and says, I'm not a dog, I know how to spell. Of course you are, darling, and that's precisely why you're the one I need to go find the game. Oh, and she straightens up and looks at everyone else and is like, Okay, um, okay, bye! And she, like, darts out the side door before you guys can stop her. Somewhere on an invisible tracker on Mora's notes, one child has permanently died. <laughs> and they're not dead yet. They're just missing an action. So Mimet kind of looks around and starts counting heads and, and looks over at Eclipse and says, I think everyone's here. Um, how did we want to split them up? Right. Well, um, how many are we taking per boat again? The limit is really five per boat. Six if you're pushing it. Right. So we need to take the youngest ones who need to be carried along with ones who are able to carry them. Does that make sense? Yeah, she nods. And so um, three older and two younger? Something like that, yes. Let's, um, let's try to group them into three to four groups. Sophie, where are we going? One of the other ones tugs on Sophia's hem and she twitches it out of their grasp. She's very clearly protective of these robes, but she does kind of kneel down and glancing nervously back at Eclipse says, we're going on an adventure to, to see what the outside is like. And, um, and it's going to be a surprise. They're all very excited to leave town basically even the ones who are kind of half asleep perk up a little bit at the idea of an adventure and one of them one of them says i want cake before i go on a boat i want a cake and they all start saying cake 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 that's cake. very reasonable of you and in fact i do think that we should have some cake before you get on the boat this sounds like a great plan now children who of you like arts and crafts? About half of them raise their hand. And the rest of you, what do you, um, do you like to build things? Most of the hands go down. We do that all the time. Ah, I see. 
what's most exciting to you then? Perhaps playing pretend or playing dress up. Oh, yeah. They look at you in your extremely fancy dress and all of the hands go up and say, I want to play dress up. I want to play dress up. Ah, perfect. Okay. We're all going to dress up and we're going to do some pretending that we are drow children that are part of an arts camp for the summer. They all kind of look at each other and they're like, that sounds boring. Oh, trust me, it's not boring at all. You know, some of you who like to sing, you can be singers. And some of you who like to do painting can do... One of the kids stands up and says, I know how to sing. And immediately starts belting out just the most passionate rendition of a hymn that you have ever heard, and it is extremely out of tune. Just as loud as he can, and all the other children start joining in, and I think at this point, everybody else shows up. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. We're gonna be a children's choir. Some of them are kind of nodding, but they're all like still singing. Everybody, it's, it's getting quite loud, actually. <laughs> Clips is just going to try to get Sophia to start conducting, sort of, pretending. Yeah, Sophia is kind of like, I mean, I don't know if we want to draw this much attention as she is pretend conducting. Then get them to do piano. Get them to do piano. I don't know if I can do that. She's going to go ahead and make a roll. I'm going to say that through the kind of bonding that you guys have done, I will treat Mehmet and Sophia as individual level bonds which means they can do things for you and they do get their own resistance tracks. So if they fail, they will take stress of their own. Gotcha. You said that's Sophia and Melanie. Sophia and Mehmet both have individual level bonds with the party at this point. Um, Sophia did just roll a 10 though. So that's a complete success. And she succeeds in changing the song that everyone is singing into like a lullaby. And she gets down and is making little baby conductor motions. And they're all singing as quietly as they can. And they're all gathered around her in a circle. Ah, Mehmet, you are, you are natural. And Eclipse is going to start, like, reaching into, like, hidden um, pouches in her robes and start pulling out little trinkets. Some scarves and some, like, little gold bangles and earrings and little, like, you know, semi-precious stone statues of little, like, you know, creatures and things. And she's going to go to each child and each of them she's going to give... Some little element, some little trinket. Yeah, I'm going to call this a compel and low society check to get these children to do what you want them to do and and play dress up. Okay. That will be two dice. Now, none of them know my name. It's true. You will roll with mastery because of your move. (laughs) (laughs) Against these children. Ah, yes. We love deceiving and compelling young children. Okay, so that's three dice. And one of them is a ten. Oh, all right. Yeah, so you pull out what happens to be these perfect little colorful gifts. And each child is really, really excited. They laugh and they jump a little bit, but then they go back to singing because they're all very 
very much into this little choir performance that they're putting on with Sophia. And so soon enough, each one of them has a little bracelet or a scarf they've wrapped around their head. One of them gets like a little beret. Oh, yes. (laughs) I like draw like a mustache on another one. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. And about now the rest of the party shows up. There is a very, very quiet musical number happening in the background. (laughs) What do you guys want to do? I'll turn around. Ah, Zyrell, Joseph, look how good they are. They're naturals. Zyrell just has this look on her face. It's between utter bafflement and amazement. (laughs) Well, Eclipse, you seem to be even better at brainwashing children than you are brainwashing men. That doesn't sound off-kilter at all. Moving on. (laughs) They're going to pretend to be a summer arts program, and I am their very generous benefactor. So what are your roles going to be? (laughs) Awkward laughter. (laughs) This is so very high society. Like, the summer arts program thing, and everyone just stares at you because... (laughs) Drow don't really have a concept of summer. <laughs> it's so very ale fear. <laughs> no idea what that is, honestly, but uh, can we can we get them going? Yes, I just need to know what parts you're going to play in the summer arts program. I have literally no idea what any part of that sentence means. All right. Upspire, a summer arts program, is where they indoctrinate children with religious propaganda for the solar pantheon. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this is an actual thing in the lore? No, this is something that's canon now because my spire. But also, Zyrell would have no fucking clue. (laughs) Yeah, Zyrell just stares at you blankly. Alright, so um, Zyrell, you are going to be the security detail for the summer arts program because we're escorting... Me, myself, they're a very generous benefactor to a very dangerous part of the city where these children live to bring them up spire so that they can see what it's like and be inspired. I hate that, but sure. But you see, the guards won't know what to say about. I don't know what to say about this, so... Exactly. This is going to be perfect. And Joseph, what are you going to be? Well, let me just say, I love this very much, and I'm going to be the camp counselor, and anyone who has to see the camp counselor has gone into a world of shit. Wait. Wait, Joseph, you know what the fuck is going on? Joseph, you can teach the writing courses. Perhaps you could even do some drama, you know, put together a little play, write a skit for the children. What the fuck kind of bullshit is this? Phidias, are you hearing this? Phidias just looks at you and shrugs and is like, I don't know what any of those words mean. I don't know what you're talking about. Can we go now? He's like tapping his foot. Phidias, I almost forgot. What's your role going to be? Oh, he looks at Zyrell. Uh, I'm going to be supervising the children. Oh. Mimet kind of looks at him and she's like, you've been eating too much cake, haven't you? And he's like, uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of it, actually. Oh, I have an idea. Phineas, you can be a success story. You can be one of the campers who came to the camp many years ago 
Dyrell is going to give you a look that says, choose your words very carefully here. And you have been civilized. Um, I don't never been to camp though, so is that gonna be a problem? No, you just have to pretend to be a little bit more civilized than how you were raised. <laughs> okay, 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 hold up. Hold the phone. Excuse you. Mimet actually gets between you guys and makes a little gesture and a moment of unnatural silence falls just for a second. And then she takes a deep breath and the silence lifts and she says, I think that that's a great idea for later date. She looks at Zyrell and says, you didn't know that the cake was drugged, did you? The cake was fucking what? It's not, it's. Listen, and about this time, the girl that you sent out to get cake comes back with her mom and a big platter of cake. Oh, oh no. Wonderful. So all of the kids instantly break off of singing and swarm the platter. Mimet is frozen in place. Sophia stands up and is trying to stop the children from being little piranhas with a very limited amount of success. And a older drow woman, very heavy set, is standing in the doorway with her arms crossed, glaring at all of you. <laughs> What's this? Oh, this is... Strangers? Left alone with our children? All of them? As she takes in the sight of all of these kids. And Mamet kind of steps forward and says, it's not that... It's not dangerous. We are here. And she points to Sophia and herself. Um, she's going to make a roll. And we're going to see if she can compel this woman to leave. She rolled a seven. So she succeeds, but she's going to take some stress. Mimet takes three stress. <gasps> and she is struggling a little bit talking to this woman who she names Emirata. And she says, it's not that big a deal. We're just gathering for a little performance. One of our visitors is an artist and was helping the children. And you can see that they're just about to go out and rejoin the party. Everything is fine. There's no need to worry. And Emirata pushes her a little bit, not physically, but kind of forcefully is pointing at her and isn't quite shouting. But you can see Mamet flinches a little bit every time Emirata like pokes her finger against Mamet's chest. And there's a little bit of reputation stress that's been going on. Mamet, although clearly respected in this situation, does not really have free reign. And it looks like both of the younger priestesses are not exactly as laissez-faire about their responsibilities in town. Does the woman leave? She does, eventually. With a seven, it takes a little while. What the fuck is the cake drugged with now that we're going to be on boats with them? All of the cake is gone. The kids are now jumping around and playing. They've organized a game of tag and Sophia is just managing to keep them within the limits of the school. You can't go out the doors. You can't go out the windows. Don't do that. No, get down. And Mimet does a little face palm and kind of kneads at her forehead a little bit. And she says, it's a festival tradition that all of the cakes are laced with a stimulant called root. I thought, I, I I assumed you all knew that. Uh, is that not what you do out in Spire? No. And Phineas is like, no, I never heard of that. Nope. Mm -mm. 
All right. Sophia, how long does the stimulant last for? It depends. The cakes are harmless. It'll wear off in about half an hour, but I don't think we have time to wait that long. We don't. No, we need kids in boats right now. And we need calm kids in boats because otherwise they may capsize us. Well, maybe, um... She kind of looks around at the chaos center that is currently engulfing the school and is like, I actually don't have any ideas uh, for that now. So if Eclipse was the nice parent, can I play bad cop, basically? just Good cop, bad cop? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can try and frighten these children into compliance, sure. It works on Phineas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's just a compel and low society check. Mechanically, it's the same. Yep. <laughs> okay, it's three dice. That one was cocked. Okay, it's a, it's a nine. Okay. Okay, yeah. Tell me how you frighten these children into being very, very quiet and very, very still. Phineas knows this tone because this is what happens every time he goes apeshit with any weapon I give him. I shout quiet into the room. You rolled a complete success, so that absolutely quiets them down. Everyone freezes in place. It's that kind of quiet shout that you're not really screaming, but there is so forceful that it carries to every corner of the room, and everyone freezes, including Mehmet and Sophia. And Phineas flinches and is just like, uh, I'm in trouble. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm fine. Uh, maybe I'm in trouble. Okay. Now, let's play a game. Let's see who can sit quietly the longest. They all fit. Just not a word. They just completely flop in place. Okay. Now, like the lovely Eclipse said, we're going to be in art school who's going on an adventure in the rest of Spire. Can we all handle that? One of the kids raises a kind of very trembly hand. Yes. What's an art school? I don't fucking know, kid. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a place you go to if you can't write. (laughs) Let's cut back to Arsene real quick and see what they're getting up to. Yeah, Arsene is trying to put two halves of a boat, two different boats, together. (laughs) Well, yes. So go ahead and make me a fix and low society check. Well, cool. So if you recall... Last time I used my force of personality skill to declare that I have the fixed skill for the duration of this situation. That is correct. So I'm going to roll three dice because I'm like, yep, I totally got this. I know exactly what to do. That is exactly how your class works. Nice. An eight. That really saved my ass because the other two were a four and a three. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. But on an eight, I'm kind of getting the idea. (laughs) Yeah, so on an eight, you manage to salvage the back half of a boat and put the two halves together in a way that probably won't sink immediately. You do not know the extended lifespan of this boat, but you think it'll probably get the job done at least one way. Probably. Yep. 
Well, after a bit, I like pull the boat halfway out of the water and kind of shake it around a little bit to make sure that the two halves aren't going to come apart and say, well, uh, this ought to do it for an amount of time. No returns, no warranties. This is it. It's going one way. (laughs) Melody nods a couple of times and then says, right, yes, okay, of course. I will help you take it around to the side with the other two. And then we'll start, we'll start getting the kids together. Great. And so she is going to pull you and the boat around to where the other two functional boats are already docked. Cool. And I will say with that compel check from Zyrell, you guys can make it to the boats with your gaggle of children unremarked. Although you guys do see that all of the children are doing their best to be quiet They are not doing a very good job staying still. There is no such thing as a line or cue. They are just a gaggle that are kind of hushedly pointing things out to each other and elbowing each other. And a couple of times little like scuffles break out. All very friendly, but they just they have too much energy and they can't keep their hands to themselves. Phineas is not doing a very good job. You know what? I'll make a roll for Phineas. Phineas gets to see if he's doing a good job or not. (laughs) He gets to try. He gets to try. He rolled a two. <laughs> he does oh not no, Phineas. Phineas is joining in. Phineas doesn't know how to behave around children. He had one stress from an earlier session, so I'm going to give him a d6 of stress. <laughs> one. Okay, so now he's got two stress. He's fine. Phineas is just pulling all of his hair out and not actually doing anything to stop these kids from doing anything. He's just kind of like walking around, looking at Zyrell, looking at the kids. He's taking his shirt back off. He's taking his shirt off again. I don't think he canonically interacts with children in the eyes anyways. Yeah, he's never been around small children before. He doesn't know what to do with them. So I just wanted to say, I am not going with the gaggle of children to the boats. What I specifically want to go and do is talk to Sophia and Mehmet really quickly. Could we uh, do that? Okay. You are going to have to kind of pull one of them aside because they are both going with the children. They are also going to get on the boats. Oh, they're going to be the first set of people out? Yeah, that was, I thought that was the plan. That was the plan. Hmm. That was the plan. That was the plan. God damn it. Well, I need one of them to talk to the press. (laughs) So which one do you want to take? I would prefer Sophia. Okay. She's the uh, battle priestess, right? Yes. Blood moon. Okay, yeah, Sophia. So you grab Sophia's arm, and it's easy enough. She's more than willing to stay back with you in the school for a couple of minutes. Hmm. All right, real quick, you seem uh, competent in what you're doing. You don't seem particularly friendly with the kids. Would you like to be on the second set of boats? I've got a task for you if you would stay here later. Yeah, I'm not competent with children at all. That is not my thing. (laughs) It's not really Mehmet's thing either, but I don't honestly feel that bad about it. Okay, what do you need me to do? I don't think it's any of our things, except for fucking goddamn Eclipse. Who would have thought? Anyways, uh, wealthy clients must have lots of children to look after, something like that. Uh, But I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Anyways, I need you to plant some whispers for me. I'm not sure what you've heard about the outside spire. Mostly just what you've told us. And I will say, if you want whispers... Mimet is probably your girl. She's Lombra's priestess. 
No, I still think you're my girl. Okay, that's not weird at all. We're moving past that. (laughs) Probably for the best. Sorry, I'm thinking. I don't need you to talk well to the press. In fact, I kind of need a person who sort of sounds like they're putting it all on the table and very clear. All I need you to do is remember three key things. Okay, this is a lot. Who exactly am I talking to here? Uh, She's a compatriot of mine named Lois. She's in the church right now. Okay. And, okay, what am I remembering? She's going to ask you plenty of questions, fill in with whatever pieces of information you think are relevant, but just make sure these three things. You are leaving town, going deeper into the swamp to protect yourself. You're afraid for your life, you're going deeper into the swamp to protect yourself. Got that first one? Sure. I mean, yeah. Second one. The townsfolk here are excited to convert over to the religions of the main spire. Um, okay. Alright. These are all just blatant lies. I don't really know. I thought you said this was a friend of yours. Uh, this is absolutely not a friend of mine, but they are a co-worker. <laughs> okay, I understand that. And third thing. You are the only priestess in this town. Um, that's a big one. I'll do my best, but that's a, um, I don't know if she's going to believe me on that. Well, do your best. If she doesn't, well, she's not going to have many other people to question. So just try and be casual about it. Okay. What we're going to do now is I'm just going to pretend to interview you until she shows up. She can't, she can't search the church for too long until she comes back out. So, so are we staying here or are we going back to the church? What's, uh, let's go back to the party. Okay. Second set of boats though, right? Second set of boats. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And she trusts you and she follows you back out towards the square. Everyone else in the gaggle of children, I want you to go ahead and make me a, this is going to be a sneak and low society check to navigate your way around the edge of this party without drawing the attention of any parents. And mm, I'm going to just say this is difficulty two. So before you roll, build your pool and then take away two of the dice because you have fed these children stimulants. (laughs) I that I only have two dice. Then if you can roll one dice and if it's a 10, it's a partial success. And if it's anything else, it's a failure. Oh shit. Okay. Wow. Good fuck. Uh, it's only an 8. An 8 is a success. Um Eclipse rolled a 6. That's a mixed success. Well, I have to be transparent cuz I had I started with one die and then you took away two. Oh. Yes, which means that you did not succeed. Because it was, you said sneak and low society. Yes, yeah. So I started with one. The only way you could have succeeded is if you hit a 10. So you're just going to take two shadow stress. Okay. And let me see. You've already got one in shadow. So let me just put that on there. 
I would also like to make it transparent. I started with two dice and had to go down to the one as well, so. Okay, so you did not roll a ten. No, I rolled an eight. Okay, you're going to take the two shadow stress as well then. So let me check for fallout for both of you guys. I need to roll a two for Zyrell. That's cocked. That's a six. You're fine. And for Eclipse, I need to roll under a three. I need to roll a ten. You're fine. Okay, so what happens is you guys are trying to make your way around the edges of this party, and the kids are just too frantic, too manic. You can't keep them together. You can't keep them organized. And even though they're trying their best to be quiet, they're also waving at their parents. And at least one of them runs back out to play tag with an aunt and then tags back in and runs back to the group. And I will say this. Instead of being noticed, instead of drawing the ire of the rest of the town, the Lajan is not far away and will run interference for you. But what does happen is that you guys are all too busy minding the children and do not realize when Mimet gets pulled away. Mimet or Sophia? Mimet. Uh, Sophia stays back with Joseph and Mimet is pulled away sometime in this madhouse and none of you guys notice. So what happens is that Melody comes forward and starts talking to the adults and she's just going to lay it out straight to them. She's going to talk about the durances and talk about what's going to happen to the kids once they get into the greater spire and how these very generous benefactors have come into town willing to risk everything to give their children a better life that they could not have in Black Cove and they cannot have in the greater spire under the rule of the Aelfear she's trying to explain this it's not really working very well you can see that the townsfolk are starting to get agitated but you do have time to get people on the boats and you see that Arsene is there already in one of the gondolas you have enough time to pile all of these children into the boats and get out Melody is buying you just enough time can I see if I notice that both of the younger priestesses are missing <laughs> Especially considering one of them is the mission. <laughs> right. Yeah, 100%. I will say, Arsene, you go ahead and make me an investigate and low society check for me. All right. Two die, two die. Uh, two tens, as a matter of fact. <laughs> two tens. Oh, my God. Okay, so Arsene, you are eagle-eyed. You're watching this clusterfuck approaching the docks where you are standing in your boat. And you see the exact moment. You don't see Sophia at all. You don't know what happened to her. But you see a broad-shouldered, very modern-looking drow, completely in a different outfit than any of the more like worn traditional dress of Black Cove. A woman in a pantsuit grabs Mimette's shoulder and pulls her aside and pulls her away from the group. You can see that no one else has noticed this. I'm going to go over to Eclipse and... Are Eclipse and Cyril near each other? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to go over to both of them and, like, urgently grab them and point towards where the woman had grabbed Mehmet and go, someone took Mehmet, someone took the Shadow Priestess. One of us has to go after her. Fuck. Well, that's inconvenient. Also, where's Joseph? And also, where's Sophia? Fuck! You two handle this. I need to go. I'll go get them. Hold on. Hold on. Cyril, I need you with me. 
I need you and Phineas to help mind the children. Arson's going to crack his knuckles and go like, I can go get met back. Look, find Joseph, find the other priestess as well. And do it quickly and quietly. We need to get out of here. These kids are fucking high. Why are they high? Don't worry about it. They had cake. Apparently it's a thing here. But we need to leave with the first two boats. You need to take the third boat. You got a third boat, right? Yes, uh, I point towards <laughs> It's functional. It floats. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it will float for an amount of time. Arsene, I need you to find Mamet. And I need you to find Joseph and Sophia and get them on the next boat. Yep. Cool. Gotta say, quickly, more of a priority than quietly. But I will try to do both. Okay. Do your best. Here, before you go, and I'm going to use whispers. Whispers? I will mark one stress to mind per participant in the group. So it will be three stress to mind. Okay. Yeah. I'll go ahead and check for your fallout real quick. That's just going to be three. It's a ten. You're fine. I have two resistance to mind. I only have you down as one. Is that something you got from a recent advance? Whispers is an advance I took not last session, but the session before, I believe. Right. But have you gotten another mind stress slot? Whispers provides one, uh, one to mind. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. So I currently have four stress in mind, but two of them have resistances. Are in the slot. Yes. Okay. That is fine. Okay. So you, you're fine. I rolled a 10 for Fallout. So now the three of us can hear each other as if the others are whispering in our ear for the next 24 hours, no matter how far we become. Nice. Woo. Okay. Uh, Zarel's just going to give Arson a gun. I have a pickaxe, I have a buzzard, and I have the big, like, fucking weed whacker thing. The big fucking weed whacker thing that you should probably have two people to use. Yes, but do you have a gun? <laughs> I do, a, a buzzard, a sawn-off. <laughs> I, I would like to vocalize that I'm not happy with this, but I realize that you're right, and I hate it. <laughs> Okay, so I will say, I'm doing the math real quick. Zyrell counts as two people. We've got Phineas. We've got Eclipse. That's four slots already. We've got the, a maximum of 12 slots if you really want to crowd these boats. Ten if you're playing it safe. There, There's at least five kids here. Wait, we need a priestess to pilot the other boat. Well, we have the, the guy who brought us over, the cursed... Sharon figure, right? Kelser. I am Kelser is somewhere in the crowd talking to Melody right now. You don't see him. Oh shit. Zyrell. Yeah. Go get Go get the guide man. No, listen, we agreed that we one of the priestesses would pilot. That's the best way to do this. We can't wait for them. You have to pilot one of the boats, and Kelser will pilot me. How do we know that he's going to fucking agree to this? He brought us here. He'll take us out. Yes, but he's not. He didn't exactly sign up to pilot a bunch of kids. 
Okay, then you and Phineas keep the kids in check, and I will go persuade him. I could be very persuasive, don't worry. Okay, I will say there is a mob that is slowly, step by step, forcing its way towards you guys right now. We don't have the fucking time. We need to leave now. All right, let's get on the boats. Okay, so are you guys going to jam as many kids in here as you can, or are you going to play it safe? We're going to... Eclipse would like to play it safe. I'll take a boatload of kids. You stay behind, watch the rest. You don't know how to drive one of these fucking things. Let me have one of the oldest kids who looks like they might be able to. Or I'll take Phineas, and Phineas can drive it. Huh? Uh, um... Uh-huh. Yeah, I could totally do that. He looks at Zyrell. He cannot do that. I mean, he can He can do it. He can absolutely make a fucking roll for it. No, no, not my baby. Listen. Listen, just... I'll take the youngest, you stay with the eldest. I'm gonna look around to the eldest, and which one of them looks oldest and most maybe capable of driving a boat? You're waiting for a fucking priestess! Someone who actually knows how to use this thing. Make a quick... uh, I guess this is going to be... Go ahead and make a quick investigation check. Yeah, investigation in low society. We'll see see what you get. Okay. That's one die. I got a ten. Okay, yeah. You actually recognize the two teenagers who were coming up to you guys' boat when you first got to Black Cove and who were like, we could totally do this have now gathered and one of them sneers at you a little bit and is like, yeah, I told you, we can totally do this. Perfect, you're gonna have to. One of you in each boat, please. Oh, are we taking the the big person is driving one boat and then we're both driving one boat? No, each of you are gonna drive one boat and the big person is gonna let you drive. What? Hell yeah, they all pile in. <laughs> Fucking Eclipse, what the fuck? I trust the kids who grew up in the fishing town to drive the boat. I grew up in the fucking docks! <laughs> right, um... Scratch that, kids. You're not technically true, Zyrell. You grew up in Derelictus. <laughs> yeah, but Eclipse doesn't know that. Well, I've already told them to get on the boats. So why don't we just get out of here before that mob comes? And I'm going to, like, pull towards me four kids who are a mix of like a 12-year-old and like a 3-year-old. And I'm picking up the 3-year-old and putting the 3-year-old in the arms of the 12-year-old and doing that twice and grabbing four kids, putting them in one boat, doing the same for the other boat. And I'm going to then get in one of the boats. Okay, so you plus one of the drivers plus four kids is going to be six people in a boat. And I'm going to be like, Phineas, you go in that boat. You go with those kids. Zyrell, you go in the next boat. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here with this group of kids, and I will take them on the next boat once we get a priestess back, when our son gets back here. And I will hold the crowd off until you have left and our son gets back, I guess. So, Eclipse, if you are staying, then there are only... So it's Zyrell counts as two people, and Phineas is one. So there is room, if you crowd it, for... Nine kids out of 15. Perfect. Put as many as we can in those two boats. Okay. Yeah. When you get to shore, we're going to 
fucking talk about this, and I'm gonna just poke her chest really roughly, and I'm gonna get on a boat and knock the kid who's driving out, just like, no, go sit. (laughs) One of the teenagers had the rudder in their hand, was looking really excited, and you just snatch it out of their grip, and they can't hold on, they're just like, oh, oh, she said I could, though. I did, I did, I'm sorry, I'm gonna give you another job. You know what? You're going to lead the group in a very quiet song. I'm not three, okay? I know, but I need you to act like an adult in this moment and take care of these kids because they're depending on you. And I need you to lead them in a quiet song. Yeah, make a quick compel and low society check for me to try and like get this surly teenager to be responsible. Okay, so I think that's two dice because they know me now. They, they do. Know my name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay, yeah. You hold onto the shoulder of this teenager and, like, look him in the eyes, and he starts nodding along, and there's this little spark of pressure and responsibility that lights within him, and he immediately turns back to all of the others, several of whom are crying now because their parents are back there being very angry, and this is not a fun adventure for them anymore. And he's like, okay, 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 and starts trying to calm them down. It's going to be a rough trip even if everything works out, but you send off the first load of children with one PC to watch over them. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that's where we're going to end the episode. Her Dark Ministrations is a game of Spire, The City Must Fall by Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. Zyrell the Deathless was played by Bridget Lydon. Eclipse Awakening Twilight Symphony was played by Brendan Zebarth. Joseph Moses Hurst was played by Nicholas Wolfslagel. Arsene Lightsbane was played by Jamie Moffa. They can be found on Twitter at Plain English Psy and on their podcast In Plain English. Music and sound effects for the show are courtesy of Tabletop Audio. These and many more tracks can be found at tabletopaudio.com. I have been your host and game master, Mara Lydon. You can find me on the official Discord for Her Dark Ministrations by following the link in our episode description. Or on Facebook, at Her Dark Ministrations. Until next time, ministers. Remember, the city must fall.